Hi everyone, this is Sophie, and today Sarah and I are joined by Pavi Teva. Pavi is a life and career success coach, mindfulness teacher, podcast host, and speaker in the realm of self-growth. Sarah and I were so excited to have Pavi join today um, to share some of her wisdom and some of the journey that's led her to where she is now. Pavi is passionate about helping corporate professionals find more fulfillment in their careers. I think that this is such an exciting mission because there is so much untapped potential inside of each one of us. I believe that each one of us have unique gifts that we can share with the world and with ourselves um, that we can truly tap into and unlock when we create beautiful... um, large visions for what our lives can be. So Pavi has a focus on college students, graduates, corporate professionals, and entrepreneurs. She guides individuals in creating fulfilling careers in alignment with their dharma, the true essence of who they are. Um, Pavi assists her clients in connecting with their career goals, achieving peak performance, up-leveling their mindset in both life and work, building confidence, and ultimately creating lives and careers they can be proud of. So today on the podcast, Sarah and I, um, like I mentioned, we talk about Pavi's, uh, or we ask questions about Pavi's journey um, and kind of how she came to uh, the work that she's doing now. And we also um, dive into some of her perspective around her methodology and approach. She has something called the unfulfilled leader archetype. Um, and she also has uh, some really helpful perspective around social media. Um, she has really found a way to make social media work for her. Um, and so she has some steps for mindful sharing that we get into during this interview, um, some guidelines that Sarah and I um, ask her questions about for sharing on social media. Um, And really what a lot of um, the topics that we talk about on today's episode come down to are um, beliefs. So uh, I believe that we can either be held back by limiting beliefs that we may not even be aware of, or um, we can intentionally create empowering beliefs Um, that connect our identities to the really incredible lives that we'd um, want to live and that are aligned with our um, souls. So Pavi has a great kind of comparison of some old beliefs that she helps people uncover um, that they might not even know that they have going into uh, working with her. And then on the other side of that, she has some new beliefs that she helps people uncover. So one example of that would be that an old belief is success means having a high-paying job, an impressive job title, and being recognized for your accomplishments. The new belief would be success is your personal, unique vision pursued with resilience and passion. So I love how she says your personal, unique vision um, pursued with resilience and passion. I think that's uh, a really powerful statement. Um, so another old belief would be success requires hustle and grind. And a new belief is success is thriving through meaningful work and balanced flow. So Sarah and I get into all of that during the interview. 
and we talk a little bit about Pavi's journey and um, how she even at one point reached out to her grandmother to find to get connected to a yoga teacher. So we just share a bunch of stuff, and Sarah and I both really appreciate Pavi uh, being willing to come on the show. All right, let's get into it. I would love to. So, Poppy, you've worked with leaders from Meta, Amazon, Google, Stripe, Deloitte, and the list is long, um, McKinsey and Company, Microsoft, Oracle, Twitter, also known as X, EY, Citibank, P- I, uh, sorry, PwC, JP Morgan, DoorDash, Yelp, Airbnb, Uber, and Comcast. So our question is, when you coach, what are some of the most common solutions you bring to your clients time and time again? Yeah, first of all, thank you very much for having me here. I am very excited to be part of your show. Um, So that's a great question. So I, like you said, work with a lot of high achieving corporate professionals and they are living the dream according to the society, right? They are making high six and seven figure incomes and have a beautiful house, amazing car, dreamy vacations, like everything looks great on paper and their resume, but yet they feel something is missing. They are stuck in patterns of uh, seeking external validation or over-identification to their work and cycles of low confidence despite all the success that they might have on paper. So after working with hundreds of people, what I've realized is there is this one deep subconscious belief that is the root of all the symptoms that they are facing on the outside. And that belief is I am not enough and seeking something external in order to feel enough. And that leaves havocs on career success. So the symptoms are, you know, toxic perfectionism or people pleasing, hiding in your comfort zone, um, fear of failure. And like I said, over identification with work and productivity that leads to a lot of like hustle and constantly wanting to keep yourself busy leading to workout. But these are all the uh, symptoms, the root cause of all these behaviors is this belief that I am not good enough. No matter how much I do, it is still not enough. So the solution really starts by identifying these subconscious beliefs and rewiring those beliefs. Um, And I have, you know, because of working on myself through this process and also working with clients, I have created like a five, um, five archetypes for anyone to identify to what keeps them uh, from feeling unfulfilled. And I hope it will also help the listeners to, as they are going through this with me, they can probably identify themselves on what is like holding them back and what is keeping them unfulfilled in their career. So, um, you know, we start by getting into the depths of what is holding them back and plugging those leaks at the highest level. So this is not a band-aid solution, um, like just saying out a few affirmations or something like that, but this is very deep mindset work. And I would call it as a comprehensive surgery um, after which a new identity is born. So the solution, like I said, really starts by exploring those subconscious beliefs and rewiring them and then starting to realign your career with your unique purpose. And your purpose is the core nature or your genius. And 
that looks different for different people. So some of my clients have become coaches. Uh, they have made career transitions, um, started their businesses and side hustles, started their professional and personal brands to build their leadership presence and give back to the community. So the work is really around mindset, aligning and finding out your purpose and making your career into a more meaningful and impactful one that aligns with your true self. One thing I really love about your answer, there's so much good stuff to unpack, is, you know, just knowing you, Pavi, and knowing your own journey, um, you know, coming from tech and then coming into coaching. And um, I I think that's been a beautiful journey. And so the fact that you want to help other people in this journey um, I think is phenomenal. I think it really speaks to your heart and, you know, you wanting to give back. Um, kind of touching, you kind of touched on this, though I'm curious, what are your tips for people to connect with their own inner wisdom? You're talking about the subconscious, you know, I'm kind of thinking about that as inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest game changer for me has been meditation. I know uh, Sarah, when we met, we uh, actually spoke about that a little bit. Um, I know it's said so frequently, but I think it's said so frequently because it works. So I meditate twice a day for about 30 to 45 minutes. And that's been the biggest game changer for me to unlock my own wisdom as well. Um, And I think no matter where you are in your journey, you can start building this practice. Um, Even if you can start with, you know, five or 10 minutes a day, I think it's still great Um, because you are able to really sit with yourself in silence and feel who you are from the inside out without all these stories and the noises um, and external disturbances or validation, like you're able to turn off all those stories and really sit with yourself and feel who you are, feel that wholeness and the peace in that space, right? So you realize really like who you are and you know that no matter what the consequences are on the outside, you can come back to this place anytime. And it is from that space that you're able to really realize who you are and introspect and take actions and unlock your wisdom. So I would say that has been the greatest practice for me um, that I teach uh teach my clients and everyone about how you can start to build that practice into your daily routine. Um, Another favorite tool of mine is also journaling. Uh, People, I think, usually complicate it a lot, like, you know, what should I journal about and bullet journals and, you know, there are so many methods out there. But I would like to really keep it simple, like really take a you know, take, take take out your journal and write down whatever thoughts come to your mind. Like when you're really stuck in that overthinking zone, you can really unplug by taking your journal out and putting down all the thoughts that are coming to your mind. Um, really use it as a way to release and then introspect. Okay, this is where I am. This is what I'm feeling right now. These are my thoughts. Are these thoughts valid? What do I need to shift? What is in my control? Like once you write down and dump everything, then you can really introspect and start taking actions. So journaling and meditation are really my favorite uh, tools to help unlock uh, your inner wisdom and your power. 
That is so simple, though it's so wise. And the way that you talk about both of them, I mean, it really is like, you know, how you meditate or, you know, how you journal. And um, I think those are both really helpful things that I've found for myself. Um, And so hearing you talk about how people can connect with their inner wisdom and kind of heal themselves that way and find their next purpose, I think is really important. Yeah, totally. I love how you kind of emphasize keeping it simple because that kind of gets to the root of what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep things simple and kind of tap into just what's naturally what you're naturally gravitating toward or um like we talked about tapping into your inner wisdom um and i'd love to talk about a little bit more you talked about um kind of identifying beliefs that might not be serving people um and before the interview you you expressed that you'd be open to talking about a point in your life where you felt like you kind of reached a rock bottom and you felt like you were ready for some changes um when you're going through that kind of how did you what was that experience like and how did you sort of recognize the fact that you're in a place where you didn't maybe want to be So I'd like to take you back in time. So I'll tell you a little bit about like how I grew up and everything. So it can, you know, make sense a little bit more. So I actually grew up in India and I come from a family of engineers, doctors and like really high achieving people. So I always felt like I had to achieve, be more productive and successful in order to feel worthy. And of course, as a child, it wasn't very explicit. It was all subconscious. I used to be, or maybe I'm still am, I don't know, but uh, I used to be like always um, wanting to keep myself busy or wanting to study hard and, you know, prove something um, to the people around me, to my family in order to feel like I belonged and feel like I'm worthy. Um, So when I stepped into the workforce, this belief translated into me working more hard and also playing hard like it became like you know this work hard play hard kind of a person um so i had two worlds um in my corporate job i performed exceptionally well i worked in big four tech consulting and startups in the bay area and at fan companies and i was doing really well um climbing the corporate ladder and then the other world you know i play very hard and that involved a lot of alcohol late night parties eating out a lot um, and that took a toll on my mental and my physical health Um, but that was really my outlet to release my my stress and I also think it came from a belief that I want to be anything but ordinary like I really had this belief that I have to live life to the fullest and fullest means um, really having a lot of fun and um, and then working really hard. So that's what it meant to me at that time. And it came from this place of fear of regret. Like what if I miss out on life or what if I miss out on this experience? Um, and that belief really led to burnout and ultimately I just broke down at some point. Um, so from there, I had to rediscover myself and heal my mind, my body, literally everything because I had digestive issues and um, I was way overweight and, you know, everything just uh, was, I was at the rock bottom and it was a 
dark uh, phase in my life. But that's what led me to who I am today and what I'm doing today. So from there, I did a lot of spirituality and personal development and mindset work uh, to heal myself. And that's when I realized that my true purpose is actually to help others unlock their full potential and create more meaningful and impactful careers. Because when I looked around, um, people who were like me, who uh, immigrated from India and other Asian countries, they were also kind of facing the same thing, being in that, um, you know, high achieving, ambitious jobs. They were all kind of facing similar things that I went through, like hustling and grinding and seeking that external validation and not feeling enough and using like alcohol or shopping or other things as an outlet to to express that. So that's when I got more passionate to help other people who are in that similar journey. And I also realized I have um, an innate strength and gift in understanding the core of someone and guiding them in their authentic path. Um, it, a lot of my journey was around uh, using social media and um, using social media to share my experiences and journey, uh, which really unlocked my path more and more. Um, but that's how I kind of, you know, worked on my beliefs and uh and then used social media and and used that to fuel my passion to launch my coaching business. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so, um, I don't know, just like, I feel like it's so exciting that you can be able to help people kind of tap into something that's more meaningful and impactful. And really, they can ultimately find, you know, not only can they kind of find a healthier way of going about things, but they can also which is the most important thing, but they can also then, as a secondary um, outcome of that, end up really reaching a greater level of success because they're no longer kind of being held back by different limiting beliefs or like you talked about some of these um, things like going out a lot and maybe um, kind of using ways to kind of make up for a lack of fulfillment that they're feeling in the career or just in their life in general. Um, so thank you so much for kind of sharing about your journey there. Yeah, actually to add to that, I, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to say something here that I don't want to uh, pathologize ambition and people working hard. I really love and respect that. And I'd like to think I'm also a highly motivated and ambitious person myself. But the major question that I feel everyone should ask is what is fueling your ambition and where is that coming from? Is that coming from deficiency and wound, uh, wanting to prove your worth or is it coming from wholeness and purpose? Um, so where it's coming from is what really shapes your mental well-being and also shows up on the outside as a uh, in your jobs in your relationships and everywhere else so i think the question that i would i have asked myself and i would highly encourage everyone to ask is where is this ambition coming from is it from wound or is it from wholeness and purpose and i think that's what truly makes a lot of difference because even today i work a lot like in the sense i work 10 15 hours and sometimes i work on the weekends but it comes from this place of 
joy and creativity and purpose and passion and it feels different it doesn't feel like i'm hustling or working but i feel it's a way i get to express myself and grow my potential and see what i'm able to do and create right so where it's coming from has has really changed but who i am at the core like you know that ambition and everything is still there but it's more aligned to my wholeness and to my purpose so that is what i would really you know want to share with people who are listening here that you want to really introspect on what is fueling your ambition yeah i love that i love i when you said what's fueling what's fueling your ambition i wrote that down because i just really love that um way of phrasing it and i think it's a really important clarification so i'm glad you added that because it's not that you kind of would do this mindset stuff and then i think it can almost be hard maybe for people to visualize okay you do this mindset stuff and then what's the next step or what's kind of what does that look like ongoing mm -hmm. um so it really is helpful for you to share kind of what your experience with work is now you feel fulfilled and like you said it feels different it's coming from a different place exactly yeah, yeah. It, it also reminds me on one of our most recent podcast episodes we were talking about what it means to be in the flow state when you're not doing something that's too difficult or too easy and it's kind of like that work is more natural and i love hearing especially after hearing your story of like when you were in that work hard play hard though now you're in an area where you're your own boss and you're kind of like working these long hours still like 11 15 hour days so like it's coming from a place of like fulfillment and joy and creativity and purpose and um i just think not only is that really beautiful for you and it is inspiring for people like me though it also really makes me think about the audience and makes me think you know i hope other people can experience that as well and like if they're not experiencing that you know making sure that um you know they can practice things things on their own or contact you and um you know, I just think, I hope that everyone has that in their life. Um, so one question I had was, what are some moments you felt inspired to take your own career and life to the next level? What did you do next? So I think for me, social media, like I said, it played a huge part in my journey. Um, I know a lot of people um, might not have a great opinion about social media and can view it as a distraction. Uh, but personally, for me, when I realized that I'm getting more passionate about self-growth and mindfulness and these topics because it really transformed uh, my health and my and helped me to grow. So when I started to implement those things in my life and saw the changes, I got very motivated to share that with others. So during that time, it was actually 2020 and during the pandemic. So one of the best ways I was able to reach people was actually through using social media. So I started to uh, create content around these topics that I was passionate about. And also I was very vulnerable uh, sharing about my personal journey, like what I went through, my beliefs and how I'm changing them, how I'm working on, you know, creating my own path. And a lot of people got inspired through that. That. And I think mainly because they were able to re to uh, see themselves in my story, um, because a lot of people coming from the Indian background uh, and in, like like an Indian household had very similar um, experiences like me. So I think um, 
once I started putting myself out there on social media, a lot of people started reaching out and asking me for more questions and guidance. And that was a huge pivotal point in my career because I started taking it more seriously because I felt like, okay, now people are, you know, taking this seriously. They are seeing me as a guide or, or someone who can offer solutions. And I took it more seriously because that validation really meant something to me. And that's when I started to create uh, create solutions um, to these problems that they were asking me about. So I read more, I signed up for more programs and certifications. I educated myself. I implemented a lot of things that I learned on myself. Um, because knowledge is one aspect, but when you start to implement that in your life, you can turn that into like insights and wisdom, right? So I was able to do a lot of those things for my social media audience, for my community. And then I realized this is a whole nother world of possibilities in coaching. Um, I wasn't very aware of that industry before, but through social media, I met a lot of other coaches. I started to understand like the type of work that they're doing. And I worked with a coach and I figured that, oh my God, I love doing this. I love what she's doing and I think I can do it. And that is what I'm doing kind of unofficially without calling myself a coach. Uh, but once I worked with her, I figured that I can do this too and I want to do this and I would enjoy doing this. Um, so once again, I had to work on my limiting beliefs because being someone, you know, much more uh in in my 20s or in my in my late 20s it felt like am i too young to be a coach can i mentor people um so i had to work through my limiting beliefs and um then i made the transition from a blogger a content creator to actually a coach and officially launched like programs and things like that to really help people and transform their life yeah, that's really exciting. Um, and I, I think it's really cool how you're able to have such a sort of positive take on social media. Like you mentioned, a lot of people probably don't have a great relationship with social media. Um, and you talked a lot about that in your first TEDx talk, just kind of helping people realize that they maybe they have a relationship with social media where they're kind of mindlessly scrolling, mm -hmm. maybe kind of mindlessly consuming stuff that it doesn't really align with what they want to be consuming, but it's just kind of habit. Um, so I really liked how you talked about it, just sort of being intentional about how you how you were using social media and just using it as a way to connect with these ideas that you're excited about, to connect with other people. And you really just kind of started to realize um, as you were making content that that social media was a real resource for you. Um, so in your TEDx talk, you talk about steps for mindful sharing. Um, step one, cultivate your passions. What are your natural interests? Step two, create content. What do you post? And then finally, step three, build a connected community. So could you talk a little bit about how you came up with this list, kind of maybe what your evolution was from when you, you know, first ever made a post on social media to where you're at with it now? <sighs> Okay, that's an interesting question. Um, I think uh, although 
I can, I, I mean, I think although a lot of people think I'm extroverted, when I had to put myself out there on social media, it was definitely challenging. I did feel cringe and um, I it was very difficult to talk on camera and put my thoughts out there because I felt what if people would judge me? What if um, people think something about me? Um, and especially with my family and everyone following me there on Instagram, I wasn't very comfortable initially. Um, and also I had a lot of voices in my head saying like, who would want to know this? Is this of value? Like, why do you need to like share this? And, you know, a lot of those self-doubts and and criticism. Um, but I wanted to really see what I'm capable of doing and really believe in myself and believe in my purpose. And I think that is what made me to share, even though I had all these self-doubts and voices in my head. So I would say the biggest thing is like embrace being cringe, embrace being imperfect, because that is what is going to help you really grow and connect with other people. Being vulnerable is the most powerful thing that I have ever felt because the moment I started talking about what I went through and my what I learned from it, people started to connect with me more at a deeper level. And I was able to build a more stronger community on social media. And I felt less lonely in my journey. Um, and like I said earlier, um, I did not know about the possibility of coaching or anything that you know, I can do with social media. All I knew was about the corporate industry, you know, tech and finance. And those were the things I knew about. Um, and that's what the people around me were doing at that time as well. So social media kind of opened up the possibilities, like what is really possible outside of the corporate world. And that has been the biggest learning for me. Um, and I was able to talk to a lot of other inspiring uh, coaches and thought leaders and hear about their journey and what they have unlocked. So I think going back to your question, um, what the evolution has been is someone who was scared of putting herself out there, someone who was scared of sharing her voice to someone who now embraces the cringe, the imperfection, everything, and just allows herself to be vulnerable and share her voice. So that has been the biggest journey for me. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And especially, you know, you're talking about how vulnerability kind of helps you be able to connect with people on social media. So, and thank you for kind of sharing that you felt all these limiting beliefs around you know, maybe not being sure how to show up on camera or like thinking, oh, what will some of the people who follow me think? Because everyone feels that. I think no matter how many times you've done these kind of things to put yourself out there, everyone's still feeling it to some extent. So I really appreciate you sharing, um, you know, someone may be thinking they want to start creating content, but they're a little unsure. I think it's really helpful to see someone who's, who, yeah. to see mm -hmm. that, you were you were also unsure and you were able to push past that. 
Yeah, and I think as humans, we have this innate desire to share. Like that is why I think social media is even like, you know, doing so well and so many people, like billions of people are using it because as humans, we actually love to share. But what really stops us from doing that is those voices in our head that we spoke about. And I feel the more you share, the more you become self-aware as well. So in my journey, when I started to share more about these topics, I learned a lot of things about myself. I learned a lot of things about what I like, what I dislike, what are my values and what are my beliefs. And, you know, I learned so much about myself that I was able to build the foundations of um, who I am and what I want to do through sharing. So anyone hearing this if you have some kind of passion like you're not even sure what it is but maybe you know that it is something related to sports or something related to mindfulness like whatever that is whatever you already know or whatever you're already doing in your life if you can just start sharing about that I am sure that you will become more self-aware and able to you know build up your confidence and your values and everything just through sharing i love hearing about the power of sharing i feel like it's just um you know even what we're doing with the podcast you know and wanting to share and i love hearing you talk about like that everyone in the world wants to share and it's such a human thing i mean that definitely is what connection is all about so it's very heartwarming um, I did have a question, Poppy. So um, during your TED Talk, you shared three guidelines for mindful sharing on social media. Um, one was forget the rules of social media and have fun. Two was be intentional with your energy. Three was use social media to build community and make meaningful connections. So how do you have fun on social media? And what's a great example of how social media has given you community? Yeah, I think um, when we when someone starts to create content on social media, at least for me, initially, it was like, am I having likes? Are people following me? Am I getting comments? Like I was too hung up or uh, sorry, caught up with all these metrics. And I felt like it was taking away the fun of sharing and being on social media like the entire purpose you know became more like looking at the metrics and the insights and seeing like what what reel will go viral and i didn't really enjoy social media when i started to bring my focus on the metrics so that is why in my talk i said really you know make the purpose as having fun on social media and the rest of the things will naturally follow because now i think there is more emphasis given on you know is this are you using the trending music and all these different kind of rules that is taking away the fun so i really you know stopped thinking about all that like about my followers likes and all those things and just go openly and share whatever that is I want to talk about whatever value I want to give to people um, I would just you know keep my focus on that and I really enjoy Instagram stories as well uh, I know Sarah we, we spoke about that like how we enjoy uh, using Instagram stories and sharing the, the behind the scenes of you know what, what we are up to um, so at this point uh, although i you know have a business and everything i still like to use social media to share my message and to live my message um and really like 
like I said, uh, have fun with it and let go of all the rules of social media. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I think that also goes into being able to connect authentically with people. You know, one side of it is being vulnerable, but part of what's there, I don't know, just being, having fun is such a big part of like the human experience. Um, so I think just being able to um, garner that kind of authentic presence on social media, uh, I think that's uh, like really, has probably really enabled you to kind of grow like you talk a lot like grow your to be able to connect with people who like truly resonate with your work and what you're doing and just kind of align with you as a person i love um, what bobby was talking about with instagram totally true we love our instagram stories and yes. yeah sophie's laughing because she knows it's just it's funny and it's just fun because you can post about so many different things like right before this i went on a walk with my dad and I posted that he gave me a melon and some persimmons, you know, just little things. And it's nice just to not take life so seriously. Like sometimes it's like I've felt pressure, like when it comes to posting on Instagram, like, oh, is this worthy of a post? Or like, do I want to make a whole post about this? So when it's a story, I'm like, I want my friends just to know that my dad got me a melon. And so, you know, it's fun. It's simple. And it reminds you that life is fleeting and it's full of wonderful, beautiful, fleeting moments. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So um, changing topic a little bit um, off of social media, you talked in some of your resources on your website and your YouTube channel about how you integrated Eastern philosophy, psychology, practical spirituality, and more to create your conscious leadership method. So you've talked a bit about kind of um, some of some of this so far already. Um, but I'd love to know more about how you went about combining those different teachings, kind of maybe what you were drawn to from different from different practices. Mm -hmm. I think one of my core values is learning, being a student of life. So I went very deep into all these different uh, topics and uh, was very curious to learn more about them, to implement it in my life and see how much it can transform me. So uh, some of the resources, uh, you know, was from Deepak Chopra, uh, Sadhguru, um, and there are a lot of other spiritual leaders that I follow and I read their books. Um, and it started by more so reading books and joining their programs um, and starting to take action on them in my own life and seeing like how much changes it's bringing in my own personal life. Um, and growing up in India, I was exposed to a lot of yoga, meditation, but at that time I did not take it very seriously. I thought it is, you know, for older people and I didn't care much, but when I was completely burnt out and did not and, and felt very lost in my life, I went back to a lot of those ancient uh, wisdom and ancient Indian practices. Um, I uh, called up my grandmother one day and I was asking her about, you know, some of the resources that she knows about. And uh, she introduced <laughs> me to a yoga teacher and I did some yoga training with him. Um, so I think it was mainly being very curious and following my 
excitement okay what's next what's next like how how deep can i go into it um and that really helped me to develop a lot of resources and then you know share that with other people um yeah. That is so beautiful. I love when it talk, you talk about like different generations, like calling up your grandmother, because I can totally relate to that sort of thing. I think everyone can. Yeah, that sounds like a really special thing to kind of be, just like you talked about, following your curiosity and finding out more and more about these different things. And then also, at the same time, seeing the impact they're having in your life and just kind of how they're helping you just feel better and better and get more and more aligned to where you are now where you're doing work that really feels um like you said at the beginning like your true calling so mm -hmm. that's really exciting and it sounds like a really special journey to have been able to kind of dive back into and dive back into some stuff that you had been exposed to as a kid and reach out to your grandmother and then also um just kind of explore some other practices and and just kind of follow your curiosity and passion there. Mm -hmm. um, so this is somewhat on along the same vein as uh, kind of reaching out to your grandmother about some of those practices. Um, but I thought that it was so cute that you shared about your um, mom having your starting to get more and more involved with social media, which you shared in your first um, TEDx talk. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that if you're comfortable um, and just kind of how she, like, was it a combination of you teaching her and her teaching yourself or how did that mm -hmm. end up happening? Yeah, I think this is going to be a spiritual conversation because um, what I've realized over these years is when you change, the people around you also naturally like change in a positive way. And I think it's very, it's a natural uh, process because when your energy changes and you radiate the lessons that you have learned to the people around you like you're not going and telling them what to do or you're not teaching them but it's just the way you are and the way um, you radiate that energy when that happens and if the other person is like open and willing then they pick up that energy and change for themselves so what I've seen over these years is most of the people around me have, you know, changed in different ways. Like in my talk, I shared like how my husband, who was very, you know, shy of so showing up on social media and faced a lot of fear of judgment, is now pursuing his passion to be a model and an actor. And he's showing up on social media and posting his photos, which I never would have imagined because being with him for five years, I have um, seen him as a very, you know, shy and introverted person, especially when it comes to social media. But now he's completely transformed. And same with my mom, my dad, like they have not been people who are on social media or in fact, they had a pretty bad opinion about it. When I used to share things on social media, I remember my dad called up and said, like, why are you posting all these things on social media? Like, we don't want everyone in our family, like extended family to know what you're doing. Just, you know, make it a private account. And I was like, I had a very difficult conversation with them. But now I think they have really, you know, grown or like understood like the power of sharing and why I do what I do. And that has also opened them up in a different level. So now like 
uh, you had mentioned, my mom has started sharing content and, you know, she has really, um, she's a great example of how you can embrace imperfection and cringe and everything because, um, you know, she's 58 years old and she doesn't know like all the algorithms or, you know, how to use it properly, how to record, where to keep the camera, like the ring light and all these things. But she just does whatever she feels like and, and truly has fun with it. Um, and I really love that um, aspect. Uh, and I've learned so much from her from that aspect. Um, so I love this uh, quote by Mahatma Gandhi. It says like, be the change you want to see in the world. And I think that is what he implied, like what we are talking about now, when you be the change, like people around you embrace that and change for themselves. Like you don't have to go around and teach people. It's, it's almost like influencing without, you know, influencing. So that's been a beautiful journey to watch, not only for my mom, but you know, for my dad, for my husband, for my brother. Like, it's just been such a great journey and an inspiration for me to always um, grow and be a student of life. Oh, when you were talking about that, Pavi, I was instantly just thinking about my family and like certain changes as well. And I just felt so honored that you shared that with us because I definitely had that little insight of the day and it just felt really good yeah yeah I can definitely relate to about just kind of I don't know I guess I like the word you used um transformation um and just how you're able to you talked a little bit earlier in our conversation about how some of the things when you started using social media more you kind of saw more possibilities um, and I think that some of this mindset work that we're talking about and um, the becoming more aligned with the work that you really feel is meaningful to you, I think that that can sort of open up possibilities that you would never have even imagined before. So I love how you talked about the word transformation in the like scope of that. And I can definitely relate to just um, their being a time where I kind of got more interested in some of this mindset stuff and meditation and different practices like this. And I kind of feel like I may have influenced like my parents or people around me to kind of have a, a positive uh, change. So that's a really special story. Yes. That's awesome. Javi, um, on your website, um, we loved your diagram of the old beliefs and new beliefs. Um, and so I was going to read some of them briefly. So like an old belief would be success means having a high paying job, an impressive job title and being recognized for your accomplishments. Though the new belief would be success is your personal unique vision pursued with resilience and passion. An old belief might be success requires hustle and grind. A new belief being success is thriving through meaningful work and balanced flow. An old belief being success is a destination when you finally reach the promised land of success, then you have made it. With the new belief being success is a journey of continuous inner work and personal growth. So I was just going to ask what inspired you to make this? Yeah, thank you for reading that. Um, I'm glad, uh, you know, you noticed that and it uh, it inspired you in some way. So coming from an Indian household, I think success, you know, the way it was seen is the 
more you achieve materialistically like the better job you are in the more money you make um that is what success really meant in my household um and that was the success i was chasing as well um you know to make six figure income to buy a house um and then to settle or retire you know by 50 um have like assets uh, you know that was my definition of success um when i was growing up and when i was uh, in the corporate world that was the success i was chasing but somehow even after achieving those milestones one by one it never felt good it still felt like something was missing or it felt like what is the next thing i can achieve um so i knew something was wrong but i didn't know what it was so i was kind of questioning like am i this person who can never be happy um am i is there something wrong with me is everybody else feeling this or is it only me and i was really lost at one point like what does success really mean to me uh is this i had to really introspect and ask myself is this what success means to me and that's where it actually started um and i started to redefine what success meant for me um and i started to focus more on the journey itself than like the end outcome so i'll give you an example when i uh, was working on my tedx talk it was easy to fall into this pattern of thinking that success here means that the video should go viral right and i should become a celebrity overnight or whatever but i noticed that okay i'm trying to fall back into this old way of defining success so i kind of was very intentional on how i defined success for that particular uh, event so how i redefined it was am i delivering an impactful message am i delivering it you know from my heart am i passionate about this message am i able to um you know give people certain key takeaways or inspire them to make any changes in their life so my metrics of success was very much focused on the journey itself rather than the end outcome of it um even things like am i able to overcome my fear and anxiety of talking on a big stage uh, so those were the things on how i defined success for the tedx event and now taking that example you can really apply it in anywhere in your life like really having a personal definition of what it means to you which is meaningful to you and which is focused on the journey itself rather than the end outcome um so the new paradigm of success that i would want to see in the corporate world is really how employees can have a personal definition of success that is purposeful to them meaningful for them and um makes them to create more impact and also feel fulfilled in their work because what i'm seeing in the corporate world is still the old way of defining um things like you know you have to get promoted if you're two years in the uh, industry then you have to become a senior level like it's still you know very much in the old way of defining uh success by your job role or by the salary you make and that is really the change that i want to see um in the corporate world and i'm trying to weave in my lessons learned and bring that forward in the corporate industry to uh, see that change because we are the next generation leaders and if we 
work from a place of wholeness and purpose, then we are able to build a more collective consciousness and a better workplace overall. Yeah, that that's so important. And I feel like that's just such an exciting thing to be working toward because I think really what happens when you work more aligned in work more in alignment with your purpose um, and really have your own definition of success, I think that really builds a better foundation for both yourself in your life, um, you're more in balance. And then also for the work that you're doing can be, um, you can kind of tap into, I don't know, better decision-making and just a better, better foundation for it all. And I love Thank you for sharing the example specifically about the TEDx talk. I think that's really helpful to see how you um, apply some of these bigger principles to like a specific event and kind of how you approach it. Um, so that's really exciting. And also one thing I really liked when I heard the example about the TEDx talk that you had just talked about, Poppy, is I really heard self-compassion and self-compassion is so important to me. And just kind of when you're talking about like, oh, like, it's not about getting viral like even if I can talk on this big stage it just really showed growth self-compassion and I think those are like the building blocks to greatness when we are trying to chase these big goals it's often easy to face shame or guilt or criticize ourselves and I think that is the place where we can really practice more compassion towards ourselves and uh, focus more on our journey like see how far we have come um, and it removes a lot of this yeah guilt shame comparison and uh, in fact makes the journey more joyful and exciting yeah I feel like just after coming out of this conversation with you for myself I'm thinking oh what are some ways where I can kind of do things that feel more aligned to me or, you know, can I actually recently I've been, so I'd say maybe like three years ago, I kind of started to learn more about the mindset stuff and the meditation um, that I mentioned a little bit ago, but I've recently been trying to dive a bit more back into it. And so just coming out of this conversation, I'm really thinking, Oh, what can I maybe do a little bit differently? And um, yeah. How can I kind of, apply some of the stuff that I've learned in this conversation we all need to meditate together <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be fun we should do that yeah I would love that yeah and I mean like getting to talk about this stuff with you probably too is it's like I definitely feel like there are personal things in my own life that I've been working at whether it's meditation or, you know, trying to be the best version of myself and sometimes seeing that influence other people around me. Um, you know, I just think you're so fun for being able to talk about it in such a lighthearted way when even talking about your grandma, like teaching you yoga um, or like getting you connected to a yoga instructor because she has like the connection. Like, I mean, I think <laughs> it just shows that like no one does it by themselves. And it's like, though it's like you were kind of like Mahatma Gandhi said, you wanted to be the change. And so the change was kind of there for you also waiting when you were able to be willing to take the step. Um, so finally, Pavi, how can listeners stay connected with you and find out more about your work? Yeah, if you'd like to connect with me, I'm pretty active on Instagram and LinkedIn. So uh, you can find me at I am Pavi Deva. Um, and my 
website is also www.iampavideva.com um, and you can find some resources there and a way to uh, check out my programs or you can uh, reach out for a, a clarity call through through that. Um, yeah, those are a few ways you can connect with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Patty. Yeah. I want to clap. I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much fun talking with you. Uh, it was very like inspiring and uh, interesting to just talk through, you know, all these different questions. It really made me, you know, think, reflect, and uh, it was a very interesting experience. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I felt really um, just grateful that Pavi was willing to be on the show and to share her journey with us and also just to share her insights with us because um, I truly, truly believe that this work around beliefs and um, identifying beliefs that may not be serving us and um, reprogramming reprogramming ourselves with beliefs beliefs (laughs) um that do serve us uh is really something that just can open doors for you that you wouldn't even believe um so i liked how during this interview we talked a little bit about perfectionism um identifying beliefs like i mentioned uh coming up with a new identity uh connecting to your true self And Pavi talked about keeping it simple while journaling. And then something I really wanted to highlight was Pavi said, what is fueling your ambition? Um, So that's a really powerful question. And I think it's something that we can all ask ourselves again and again throughout our lives. Um, What is fueling my ambition? Am I being pulled to become a bigger, better, brighter version of myself? Or am I being pulled out of fear to, um, you know, act in certain ways or show up in the world in certain ways, you know, to show up in a particular room with a particular energy? Um, So that's a really powerful thing. And then finally, Pavi also talked about uh, vulnerability and the power of vulnerability when it comes to connecting with each other. Um, Sarah and I definitely hope to really have this podcast be a platform where we're able to truly um, connect with guests and connect with listeners, have listeners feel like they're truly connecting to guests and, um, you, you know, enjoying learning about their stories. So I think vulnerability is something that we really value. Alrighty, well, I think that's pretty much it. And again, you can find Pavi's work. Her Instagram is I am Pavi Teva. So I am Pavi, P-A-V-I, Teva, T-H-E-V-A. Thanks so much for tuning in.